And this podcast is brought to you by Lamborghini El Diablo. Lamborghini El Diablo. Smart, savvy, dependable. Kelly Blue Book says its resale value is higher than Honda. And J.D. Power & Associates says it's got a three-star safety rating, which is good for a sports car. Sure, they cost $200,000, but they last twice as long. Guys, check out Lamborghini El Diablo. Type this podcast in the box and get 10% off. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Stand Up Records. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy at all, go to StandUpRecords.com. I'm sure you'd recognize names like Mark Marin or Pat Oswald or Dana Gould. Anyone on that label is funny. I'm, I'm going to personally recommend checking out Chad Daniels or Steve Gillespie. Super funny guys. Go to StandUpRecords.com and buy their albums. I promise you won't be disappointed. Hey, and a special shout-out to... Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, big supporter of mine. If you want to see comedy in Minneapolis, go to Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, fourth floor of Mall of America. Drink, dine, laugh. Hey, guys, before we dive into this week's episode, we want to remind you to go to iTunes and rate and subscribe the show. It is like sex and money for free. Also, follow us on Twitter at Gabe Noah Podcast, as well as like us on Facebook at Profession Confession Podcast. Thank you for the continued support. Do you know where this road leads? Then hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. On this episode of Profession Confession, this guy hates sex. Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, street crimes, sex detective, Carter, we're calling him. I lied about a lot of that intro, but he is a street crimes policeman in the, where, where are we saying? In Minnesota? Minnesota. Well, yeah, let's say uh, West Metro. Okay, West Metro, Minnesota. And the main reason that we have him here, that we're talking to him, is he has a specialty that, uh, that is really interesting for this show. In fact, if he had his druthers, he'd put away half of our guests, which are prostitutes, pimps, and whatnot. <laughs> That's why I call him a sex detective. He is a street crimes detective. Should have been... Baby baby detective. No, what, what, what was the one you said before? Special... Special investigations. Special investigations would have been better. Right, I'm going to get you oh, a little closer. No, that's okay. Um... So yeah, so you you've been a policeman for how long? I've been 20, 20 plus years. Okay. As a matter of fact, in my current agency today is my seventeenth anniversary. So okay. It's, it's been a little while. Twenty plus years, but seventeenth anniversary. Twenty. I've been in the business for twenty plus years. Okay. I, I changed agencies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To a new agency. Yeah. And just to give the. Uh, Give the listener the rundown. This is a white, 40, I'm going to say, five-year-old guy? Ah, uh, thanks. Pretty close? 46. All right. Am I there? 46. Okay. And um, let's see. So you've been a cop a long time now. Did I hear that you've been SWAT as well? Yep. And I should probably uh, hang that up. 
um, but I'm not going to. Yeah? Yeah. I just, I can't. It's it's. Too, it's a cool thing. It's one of yeah, it's the it's coolest cop position you can have. I dig it. I dig yeah. it a lot. Yeah. So, the, so then, so your current position is technically, I mean, you do specialize in sex stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. prostitution. Yeah. How did you find your way there? Um, kind of ass backwards. So our agency wanted to develop a uh they wanted a street crimes unit, special investigations unit, right, if yeah. you ask me. Uh, they wanted that. They didn't know what it was supposed to look like. They just wanted somebody in the position to kind of build off a, an idea that was in the lieutenant's head. And uh, I've always worked really well with that lieutenant. And so I got the job, and he said, just uh, um, go figure out what you want to do. We knew we wanted to do something in prostitution-related we knew we wanted to do something in the minor drug stuff that doesn't reach the drug task force kind of level. Okay. And we wanted to do something in this, that nuisance kind of BS yeah, yeah, the stuff. stuff that doesn't get handled. Uh, right. Because it drives me absolutely nuts when somebody's stuff gets ripped off and we just go, ah, sorry, man, there's no leads on that. Oh, yeah. We wanted to kind of figure out how to make leads out of that stuff. So that's how I got the job was was to try and just do something with those three areas and um, I kind of got hung up on the first the first part. Okay, what yeah. you're saying is you're a real rules Nazi. All right, <laughs> yeah, right. I get real intense guy. <laughs> right, a real no. intense guy. Yeah. Um, so the uh, let's see. So the area that you work is that uh, why this is really interesting. Uh, we've just learned is that you you work a really affluent uh, part of town, and you wouldn't really think of that to be a big prostitution problem. Was it, did it become such a problem that they wanted to make this task force or have you uncovered a bigger problem since you pursued it? I think it became, um, when we scratched at the surface, Mm -hmm. it was very thin and all of a sudden we realized it was in our backyard. We weren't working it proactively. Right. Uh, A lot of the agencies out where I work don't work it proactively or hadn't worked it proactively. Now we do. And uh, once we got into it, we realized, um, you know, holy shit, this is a big, this is a big deal. Yeah, and, and you know, prostitution is its is its thing. You know, it's always considered the uh, the oldest profession in the book. Um, when you get in, you start digging around and what it really means to all the players. Um, there's a lady, Vanita Carter, who who coined the phrase "it's the oldest oppression uh, known to man." Yeah, and so that's what we really, when we start peeling the, the layers back, that's what we discovered and and. Um, you know, it went from being like a, a job per se to, um, a calling, uh, and to something that fuels, you know, keeps me awake at night. I don't sleep very well anymore. It's just this, but it it fuels the fire and it's something that I can't get away from. So even after being a cop for that long and obviously seeing horrible shit all over the place, how, like, why did this grab you so hard or what, you know? Was your mom a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get tried. that one in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, no, but I, okay, well, I mean, I, I've, uh, I haven't had specific contact with the life. You know, the, the life is yep. prostitution, whatever. Um, but I had a weird experience when I was a young kid. Um, you know, my dad lost his wife. My dad was a foster kid, never bounced out of the foster system, so he just kind of clawed and scratched at everything. Um, lost his wife when I was really young. I was 16. He was in his early 50s. And I remember we were taking a, just taking a road trip. 
and uh, we were in uh, Elko, Nevada, and staying at a hotel, and all of a sudden, Dad disappears for an hour. No idea where he went. Comes back, and he said, um, I've made an arrangement for you. If you want, there's a lady that'll have sex with you. This is not the story I was expecting when wow. I asked this question. <laughs> well, wow. hey, man, I'll yeah. lay it out there. No, I love it. Um, but at the time, I was... Uh, my my wife was my my girlfriend at sixteen, mm-hmm. and I was just starting to date her. And I'm like, I don't think I should do this. Seems super wrong. And yeah, you know, my dad didn't have a great sense of right and wrong. Um, and I don't. I guess I didn't really, but I kind of figured the big component. You had out. enough of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that, that seemed like a critical component. Yeah, yeah. So no, so I passed. <laughs> huh. But anyhow, so that that brought it into my my life. I guess I stored those memories away and stuff like that. Um, and uh, did you ever see her? No, I never did. Yeah, I, that would have been harder. In, in here, <laughs> yeah. I did. I figured like uh, a day shift at BJ's or something like that. Uh, or, she'd be yeah. a great beauty. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, so then, also, just uh, to launch into this, um, and we'll get back to the prostitution stuff for sure, but you also deal a lot with human trafficking. How do you define it? I mean, what, what, is, you know, what is human trafficking, I guess? Okay, well, the broadest version of it would be it's it's prostitution, it's uh, modern-day slavery, and it's people who are forced to do labor um, basically without any pay and or with really, really strict um, boxes around how they can get paid and if they can get paid. A um, good example of it is oftentimes um, the, the, uh, the, nail, the nail parlor, parlors, you know, okay. Asian nail parlor, parlors. Yep. Um, a lot of times that has a component that goes back behind it, too. Really? Um, not exclusively to that. I mean, it's not yeah, a yeah. broad scope, but, I mean, there's there's an example of where that niche might be within um, the metropolitan area. And it goes, you know, that goes into also um, the Asian massage parlors or the AMPs. Okay. Um, a lot of that stuff is kind of forced labor is there, too. What is the So, I mean, how big do these rings get? How much money are these people making? Like, what's the most money you've seized? I mean, is that a common thing where you break in someplace and... Uh, it's... When you get into following the money. A sex trafficking investigation isn't just um, going and uh, knocking on the door, finding a prostitute, and figuring out who her pimp is, and then getting into a pimp and finding his cash. Right. Um, if you start dealing with, let's say, the Chinese nationals, and I only know this because there was a recent case um, that uh, I was a part of, not not a leader in it, just just mm-hmm. we, we were helping out, and uh, when they got into the bank records um, of the of the next layer, it was several hundred thousand dollars, almost a million in in liquid um, holdings, and then there was another another chunk of that that was not liquid right property or yeah. whatever wow and uh and that was on the backs of um chinese nationals who were answering ads off the internet in china and then they were brought into the united states they're brought to a, a uh, state in the east coast mm-hmm. um where they're immediately they're forced they're turned okay so then they use whatever fracture it was in this case it was these are dirt poor people with no life in China. Right. And they come over here and then these poor um, souls, and most of them are women, they are uh, they explain to them that um, if you don't do what we're going to do, we're going to absolutely kill everybody in your family and it's China, so that's a reality. 
Right. And that can that's shit that we don't understand because that's probably right. not going to happen. It would have no here. effect on me. Right. <laughs> I'd let my family go. <laughs> and and that's how the that's how they drive the wedge. Then they're then they're schooled, they're coached how not to say anything to us and how to how to handle themselves. Sure. And then they're brought over to the West Coast and from the West Coast the operations run and and uh, and we are like a top hub city for this is what I read, right? Like like yeah, we're a top right. 10 city as far as 13. 13. Yeah, okay. so we're, we're working our way yeah, up we're, there. Yeah, yeah. We're, wow. Uh, any luck. You know? Yeah. Uh, no, we're, uh, we're, we're up there. So is this something that are street gangs involved? Like are they, or is this more just whatever, entrepreneurs? <laughs> I can't think of a good way to say that. It all overlaps. It's, it, that that data is kind of hard to, to massage out because um, the, the prostitution game is, you know, it's, you sell a a kilo of cocaine, let's say you've sold that one kilo of cocaine one time, but you sell that girl and it's repeated and repeated and repeated. Well, if you have the right if you have the right um, personality, the swagger, the everything that can really um, sell one product, you can turn around and sell the other product. So you see a lot of crossover. Yeah, for example, um, when I'm doing prostitution things, uh, I'm generally working with drug task force because I know, I'm going to get into drugs, and yep. and uh, that's that's an avenue for them, and vice versa. When they're doing stuff, um, one of my biggest cases in my city um, came from a dope bust, and they got into the phone for dope-related stuff, and all of a sudden you're reading about just a series of prostitution deals. Right. Well, then the dope case is its own thing, and then I start a second investigation and, and blow that up. So it was... Um, so there's, I guess... Is right, it, a is lot it gang of, regulated? Yes, gangs can sure. can run girls for sure. But mostly for just sure. a singular opportunist all over the place. Yeah, it's just sort it's of. you know, a lot of times drugs have to be there because the drugs are what keep the girls down. <clears throat> what, what kind of uh, a lot of girls you know work for their dope and yeah, and, is and dope uh, weed or uh, that's heroin. heroin? All right, <laughs> I always said dope was weed, but it's it's heroin to right, certain people. Part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What uh, most, most prostitutes aren't working for weed right. per se. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a fair yeah. point. Uh, uh. What uh, so when you hear human trafficking, the way that someone like me thinks of it is, I think of a Russian girl in a shipping container. Does that actually happen? Does that stuff happen? The like the TV level? How depraved does this stuff get? You're talking about the wire now, aren't you? I think so, mostly. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah. that's where most of my references come from. <laughs> uh, I I haven't seen it. I can't I can't speak to that. I, you know, and I, it'd be it'd be nice to come in and say, oh yeah, for sure. No, I don't I don't know anything about. Could it. you just say uh, it for our listeners though? Yeah, no, yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, you know, I will time. say this though. Uh, um, up in up in uh, like St. Louis County, uh, Duluth, in that area, like that, there are girls that native girls that get sold onto the ships. And then they go away and they go missing. It's it's sold lo- onto the ships. Sold onto the ships, and that seems like you would think, okay, that's a bunch of bullshit you're talking about. It would make a neat PowerPoint slide, but that's a reality. There's right. 2,400 native girls that are missing. Wow, that is dark, bub. Yeah, 20, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. 2,400 native girls, and who's who's working those cases? Who's trying? Right. Who's trying? Right. Because they're gone. They're off your shores. So it just kind of vanishes, yeah. right? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, those are human lives. Those are people who had a chance at one point. Right. You know. So what, what, 
So I, I have a, like, I'm trying to find a, like, a decent way to get into this. But so as I look at all this, I still, of course, no fucking human being on the planet wants anyone sold into human trafficking or into prostitution or vulnerable people hurt, what, you know, whatever. Do you see any model to get out of this? To say, you know, how, how does this end? Well, for years and years and years, for the majority of time, we've always handled it where we, can, where we treat the uh, prostituted person as the, the, the evil component, the yep. person to arrest. Uh, the Johns could get cut a break because, you know, these, these he's evil... He's just horny. Yeah, he's yeah, just horny. Yeah. Just, and these, 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 these harlots... Have come, right. you know, stolen them away from in his honey family. trap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know all the terms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but there's been a shift in the mentality, and a lot of it started in 2011 when the legislation for safe harbor uh, was introduced. Safe harbor is an act that decriminalized prostitution for anybody under the age of 18. Um, after safe harbor got some some teeth, uh, it got passed. Programs got laid out in 2014. We had the first sex trafficking conference that was held up north, and uh, there was roughly 200 detectives that were there that really started to see what a lot of the um, new generation of detectives were, were learning, is that if you shift your, your mentality just a little bit and you go with um, the term that's common is victim-centered, but I, we, we choose victim-oriented. Okay. Um, victim-centered means that, you know, all, all of the girls are victims, okay. uh, including the bottom bitches and including the, right. uh, which is a prostitution term. Doesn't seem term. like you it's should a, say that. Yeah, yeah. bottom bitch. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, that's what all our, our pimp said that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hugely derogatory term. <laughs> yeah. And it's meant to be derogatory. It lets the girl know yeah. that she's got some authority in the organization, but she's still just. Yeah, you're the bottom, bottom bitch. bitch. You're just. And, and so it's yeah. like you're the bottom and you're mean. Yeah. So <laughs> some of these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? but, yeah. but some of the bottoms are are really controlling the organization, and they're the buffer between between the trafficker pimp and um, and the police. So, do I have this right to say then that because I you know I did read something about that that they said that now and in fact you said this to me and I was really um, sort of impressed by this that you said when you do a lot of busts or stings that the police will have a victim's rights advocate yeah. or yeah, like yeah. with them. Yeah. So we've changed our mentality altogether. As a matter of fact, um, um, it's, it sounds corny to, to a lot of people on the outside. To me, it makes total sense. Um, if I identify a, a girl that's working in our city and I know that she, I've identified what hotel she's in or what location she's at, um, I don't try and do a sting to, to get her. arrest her, sure. I try to make in some type of intervention. So I'll uh, I'll knock on the door and and I'll introduce myself. I'll tell her, you know, like, hey, I know I found your back page ad. I know that you're posting. Uh, I've watched a little bit of traffic here. I know that there's guys short term traffic coming and going. Um, I presume it's going to your to your place. Um, I'm here to check on you. Just make sure you're okay. And if you would like services. Um, I'd like to provide them for you. And I've got access to advocates right now. If you want it, let's talk. We'll get you out of it. Now, 
almost never does anybody say, that's oh, yes, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're oh, nice. you saved me. Up, right? And that never happens. you off right there in the hallway. <laughs> <It's just never>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, and that's yeah, how, yeah. that would be how the porno started. Yeah, that's exactly. That's not what happens <laughs> yeah, in real life. <laughs> Gabe, I've never started a report mm-hmm. by, I never thought this would happen to me. Right, right. I never, <laughs> one of my police reports start that way. Uh, <laughs> but, but what I'll end up doing is that, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I bring something with me that's handmade. Um, I'm a faith-based guy. I know a lot of people in the churches and there's just, there's knitting crews that knit the hell out of stuff. But while they're knitting that those, those big stitches represent, um, somebody's hard work and their, their effort. And so I'll give those to, um, the victim and I'll say, you know, if you do nothing, just take this gift from me. And just so you know, this was made by a person who knew what, who, who knew they were making it for, um, somebody who was in this life and they were thinking about you, they were caring for you and they were loving you. Each one of those stitches and they're big stitches. You can see them meant that somebody was just cared about you and gave a shit about you. And, um, and so we want, you know, I want you to have it because that's I don't, amazing. I don't know that anybody does. You know, I'm fucking humble. Like, really? Like, that's, I don't even like that you're on the podcast now. I, know, I can't I even make jokes. But that's such a nice thing to do. I know. What a buzzkill. Yeah, it really brings me down. Because I was even going to say, like, I don't know, like, you know, just the way this is me as a, as a, and I don't think I'm a cynic. I really don't think I am in this case. But so I read this thing about that the prostitutes are victims mm-hmm. and that, you know, they should, which I agree with. Right. But then I felt like, well, yeah, but, you know, in a way, how do you define where the victim stops? That John's a victim because, you know, he never got any pussy. <laughs> no. Or just. Right. But, but I mean, in a real way, maybe he had no male figures. Maybe he had no parents. You know, how do you define who's a victim and who's not yeah. in, in that ugly of a life? Um, I, I, it's, it's, pre, it's pretty easy for me. I've made yeah. my mind up. I'm set on, on my thinking on it. Um, yeah. and it's, it's clear to me. I, I just, you know, if I hear one, I try to be sensitive to each one of these, each one of these dudes that we, we have contact with. I try yeah. to be sensitive to them because I know it's a real person who made a real mistake. That life is not wasted yet. That, that guy can turn yeah. around from this stuff. And, and I, that's my that's my pristine hope. Um, but if I hear one more dude say, oh, my God, what am I going to tell my wife? I'm like, fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. Figure that shit out before you go and get, try to get your dick sucked. I mean, it just figure well, it out. I don't out. try to figure out anything before I get my dick sucked. <laughs> no. What, what um, so do you even see, so just for me being straight, my, I believe that we need a paradigm shift. That, that, that prostitution has existed forever, whether it's oppression or not, and will always exist. Okay. And that the only way to... So, okay. so Legalize that the shit. Angle, listen, the angle that I'm coming at this from is from a former drug addict. Okay. And that when... So, as a drug addict, I can say people... There's a ton of shame associated. Mm-hmm. It's illegal, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of that shame is what keeps you in that life. Yeah. Because the idea of coming forward and saying, oh, I'm the, you lose everything. You know, everyone looks at you as if you can't make decisions and, oh, everything. I knew you were a drug addict the whole time. And uh, so now you were wrong and everything. Yeah. And I was yeah. right. It's a, you're, you're giving away everything, you know, when you make that decision. And I think that um, we would do so much better with a legalized 
system where we take some of the stigma off of it so that people can be open about it and then seek help and find help. Whereas, and I see prostitution in much the same way. First of all, I believe that legalizing drugs would create less prostitutes, which is, I know, a, like a reach. I know that, but I, but I, I do believe it. And I think that prostitution is much the same way. I think because it's such a, in a shame corner and a dark corner of our society, you naturally have more at-risk people migrate to it. Whereas if it was legalized and had testing and then people could talk openly about it and have advocates talk to them, I believe you would have higher quality or not, that's a shitty way to put it, but you know, there's always going to be a demand for sex. And there's so much supply for sex. Put it this way. There are so many women willing to have sex on film that it's free online. You can just find it everywhere. So that that supply-demand curve is always going to intersect at some point. My contention would be that if we legalized it, that it would just be um, people who would fill those roles would be better-adjusted women, not women doing it because they're at risk. Yeah, the, or that it would take some of it out. No, that's the, it's does that make se- sense? No, nope, it's know. the sex worker argument. Yeah, okay. And it's it's a common it's a common thought process. It's articulated very well. There's a great TED talk on it. You're saying I'm not the only one who's come up with this. No, you're the only one. <laughs> this, I appreciate this other that. person yeah, yeah, just yeah, happened okay, to yeah. get in your head and figure it. No, yeah. no, it's it's a it's a common thing. And I, you know, when it when the arguments articulated well, it sounds really good. It sounds really good. <laughs> I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Argu- Could you refer someone <laughs> when to James a good argument with that? <laughs> that that, uh, that didn't come out the way I meant it. I was explaining. There's a there's a woman who had a TED talk who had you know, easy to look down your nose at everybody, Carter. <laughs> easy position, Mister Religious, Mister right, yeah. right, Mister Mister That's right. What is the trying to say? bring in your goddamn knit fucking washcloths <laughs> all over the it place? It is an interesting thing. So, what did the gal say that was different than what Gabe said? Because this is I'm curious about this because I think I agree. I think. Legalization yep. might change things. In nope. It. Her her point was her point was this is that when uh, when you have the seedy side to it, when you have the shame side that's mm-hmm. attached to it, um, you've got girls who are um, they're not vetting their clientele as good as they should because the um, you know the the guys aren't. The guys don't want to get caught. The girls don't want to get caught. It's not an open forum. They're not vetting as good as they can. If they mm-hmm. don't vet their their potential John well enough, they could be um, risk. They're at risk. Yeah, of course. If they bring another person with them, okay. The way it's currently defined in, in Minnesota is that you know uh, commercial sex with a third party who has knowledge of it. That's sex trafficking. That's a that's either a promoter yep. or somebody who's involved. Okay, so the argument can be I bring a friend of mine who knows what I'm doing to protect me in my choice of occupation because mm-hmm. I've chosen this. Yeah. And then that person gets hung up and then so that's not fair to that person. That's not fair. All I was doing was just trying not to get raped in the scenario. Mm-hmm. So the argument can be made that you know, if we did kind of um, the ar- the argument that the sex worker makes, which is, you know, if we legalize this, if we open it up to everybody, then ev- somehow it's going to be a utopia, and that it's never going to, um, you know, we're, we're, it's going to be commercial, um, capitalism will exist, all, all things will go well. But if you look at, if you still look at, for example, the Bunny Ranch, 
in Nevada mm-hmm. and look at um, the, compensa- the compensation packages. <laughs> if you yeah. Will. Okay. It's it's still always going to be a huge shift for, um, you know, like, for example, that guy is a sex trafficker. Dennis Hoff. He's disgusting. Yeah, he's a sex trafficker. But he has a monopoly as well. Yeah. Open market would would define that w- that employee wages would come up because they have freedom to move in the yeah. market. And, so, and, and just so I'm clear, I don't believe this would lead to utopia, <laughs> you know, with no <laughs> uncertain terms. It would, it would I don't lead think, to bankruptcy probably, I, right? I, yeah, yeah, for a lot of guys. <laughs> I believe that it would, that you're managing a problem, just like with drug, yeah. you know, with drug addiction. <clears throat> I'm a huge believer in the Belgian system of giving away heroin and stuff like that, that yeah. they they crash their whole rate, you know, yeah. with it. And I, and because I, I believe just like heroin addicts, I don't believe many prostitutes want to be prostitutes. No. You know? No. And, and I think m- many of them would take the lifeline if you took that sh- shame component out, I guess. That, that, that's my, you know, my which, feeling. Which is why on the, on the victim, you know, as we identify people as victims versus as you know that the, the harlot or the nefarious person. Um, so, for example, in a recent a recent operation that I ran, there was uh, nine girls that we had contact with, nine victims. Not one of them got charged. Not a one of them because what's um, and I can just think of the last one. Um, you'd look at her and you'd say, "That's my niece." Yeah. Okay. That's that, and she's a nursing student. Um, who is smart. She could get into nursing school, so she's not an idiot. All right. She got big-time debt that came with that, and she loves her weed, just loves her weed. So, dope. I, <laughs> so they are. <laughs> but She's a dope head. Right. Right. So, and right. here's the thing. I don't, I don't care what your stance is on weed. It's, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. it's not my big deal. But what it does have is, and, and you know, I'd gotten into her phone because she was being trafficked. I believe she is being trafficked, and I'll put that case together. But inside her phone, I'd see these detailed lists of how to get herself out of the life. Uh, and hard to start working, so to work towards it. Mm-hmm. But you know, mom's an alcoholic, and and, mm-hmm. and stepdad's a dick, and all of that kind of stuff. And so you know, it's just this perpetual cycle that, you know, all right, you know, take the sex out of it, take the drugs out of it, take anything out of it. It's still a screwed up family situation, mm-hmm. right? right? They're working their way out of it. And this poor girl, um, for her, all of these lists, you know, all of these desires to get out of this life and get back into school. Are torpedoed by just this this laissez-faire. Like she just gets, right. she wants to get out from under her shit, so she just gets high. But there's a, in every one of the instances that I've had, like true victims who were, who were, um, you know, there's always a drug component to it. But, yeah. But let's get past the drug component and let's get down to where the real thing is. There's some, there's some undiagnosed, untreated trauma, mental trauma that's back there, and everybody. Um, everybody just points to the drugs or they point to the weed and they said, that's the issue right there. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is what happened when they were younger or how that, how that sexual or their trauma family life or how they deal with stress yeah. and all that shit. There's, yeah. there's a big Iceland thing right now that they've revolutionized, uh, how to approach teen alcohol use and all that. And they crashed it by going after teen stress. And that basically they said that we all get in, uh, we're not 
as addicted to the drugs as we're addicted to behavioral uh, patterns and that you learn that you get a rush from getting drunk, right? So that people pursue, you're really pursuing that rush more than getting drunk. If you can replace that rush with another rush, a healthy one, you know, you'll go in that direction. Just like you're talking about, there's negative momentum for some people. You know, I'll go back just briefly, I'll go back to that the legal, legalization model. And I was I was starting to get wrapped up in the axle on that because I could see a lot of I could see where they were going, but I don't I don't there's about 2% of the sex worker population that that applies to. And then you go and you talk to women from breaking free or you talk to advocates who've been in the life. Most advocacy groups have women who have been uh, in the life yeah, yeah. and the victims. And and their stories aren't so, they're not so pretty. The, oh, of course. You know, the, the, yeah. the point is, is that's that, why they're advocates. Yeah, they're still, yeah. They're still um, doing everything they can do to just not throw up when, when that, you know, big, gross guy wants to right. have sex with them. But and, you, you know. see, you see these girls as victims, and you say that I've seen girls that are struggling to have drug problems, but they work three jobs. They don't become a stripper, they don't become a hooker. Do you, you see them as victims? Do you see these guys that just paid for sex as monsters? No, not as monsters. They just so my experience can only be about the 150 guys that I've probably dealt with in my experience. The those guys are all, for the most part, um, you know, they, they're married, they have kids. Um, at least that's. <sighs> What we can find when we brutal. go when we go digging. So brutal. Um, my experience is that you know, um, they're everything from uh, fund managers, um, real successful top tier leadership in big companies, down to essentially, you know, the guy who's driving. A taxi that just shows up because he's got. Down to the guy who's delivering pizza pizzas right, for yeah, Devonis. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's Devonis, day laborers, all that hey, stuff. Maybe they could do a commercial for us. <laughs> no, so you know what's? I don't see those guys as monsters because I, you know, I don't. Everybody's, you know, these aren't just half-assed mistakes. I don't know what, I don't know what happens to the guys because oftentimes. I don't get a good chance to right. really, to really, you know, drill down on what why they're there, but I will say this: um, the, um, you know, it's if, if if I always I always think to myself, man, if that guy just would have watched some porn, jacked off, he wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, you know? right. which is that's what I do. I bet that's what you they know? think. But yeah, but, but it's like, but you see all these girls as victims, and what about the girls that I? Because there are girls that have debt yeah. yet they they don't say i'm gonna go fuck some dude for some money they have three jobs i know these girls I know so girls you're saying dead. there must be some who are craving fucking I, I lunatics some, yes, right yeah because yeah, i just right. watched there's a documentary i just watched today was um um porn stars after you know porn yeah. chell's been fucked over by a lot of chicks and, in his life yes so. i'm very bitter, <laughs> I'm bitter. Grind. but it, the, you see some girls that are affected and they're not happy from their choice of yeah. doing porn. I don't think any girl, but some girls do enjoy that porn. And some girls have thrived from that. And after that porn, their their uh, career, they've made a, a life from it. And they're not damaged. Some girls are just going to be damaged because they're damaged the, from the get-go. 
I would argue that if you dig down, they're damaged in the in the process. There's there's no way you you can't be. But let's say that they're not. The girls that go into the and get into the life, again, you have to think back to how they got turned. Okay, because we can probably agree that there's never, you know, there's never been a, a young girl who, when she's playing with Barbie, decides, oh, you know what, I want to be, I want to be a prostitute. That's that's what right. I want to be, or I want to be somebody who is prostituted by another sure. person. That that doesn't exist, <clears throat> by and large. They might think I want to be loved by men. So that's where that's where if okay, so <laughs> no, you, no, that's sorry, that's so <laughs> fucked up. You, you've had you've but had yeah. pimps on the show before, right? I have, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Lots of pimps. And he is adamant, by the way, about not turning would be his his case, and of course we know. That there's a psychological fucking game going on. Absolutely. And whether, right. Uh, like, I'm not, yeah. But, I'm, so, you know, the, the pimp game, pimpology, whatever book you want to read yeah. about it, um, talks about the turn in, in detail and how to manipulate. And I, I go back to showing off, you know, usually when I speak about this stuff, <clears throat> I show a desert scene with, with just cracked sand. Yep. Right? And so <clears throat> these girls have a crack. They have mm-hmm. some fracture in their in their life structure, and it's boys too. It's not all girls. I'm yeah. coming from the the female perspective. We had a male prostitute on here as well, and and the the trafficker or the person who's about to turn him just applies a skim coat of putty, just a very light skim coat to make it feel like they're loved, they're appreciated, right. they Tells get money, they get nice stuff. They're not in this stuff, and and that's you know they actually go into the relationship oftentimes. You know, they, guys don't knock on the door and go, hey. I'm gonna pimp you out, you know. They what they do is go, um, baby. I love you. Um, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I want to be with you. Um, <clears throat> they provide food, clothing, shelter, stuff like that. If they're really good, if they've already got some substance behind them, the best thing they can do is if the girl's got a baby, start taking care of that baby. Start taking care of the uh, the girl's mother, the family. So you start to so you start to extend the circle of who you're providing for out beyond the girl. That way, if she ever wants to get out of the right. life, if she she's wants to, she's taking the whole system down. How, how <clears> fucking <throat> difficult is it, by the way? Because, uh, so, first of all, I do believe that there are many dudes that fucking evil and cunning and all that shit. I mean, I, there's no part of me. As much as I do believe that that legalization would be better, for instance... There's no part of me that doesn't think that there's a ton of those dudes that need to get their fucking heads put through walls. Mm. How hard is it for you to not, like, as policemen, when you arrest someone, to not give... So, okay, once once I was a rowdy drunk in, in college, yeah. and some cops, I got kicked out of a bar, and these cops go, what do you say we take this guy out the back? And the second I heard that, I was like, oh, boy, I'm fucked. And sure enough, they bounced me off every goddamn wall on the way out. And I, I got to say, I woke up the next day going like, hey, I, you know, I earned that one. I learned a lesson. How, yeah. But so, but with a pan, like some, I bet you've heard awful shit. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What is, what, what sticks out to you as the example of sort of the most, um, I don't know, just... I think it's important for people to know how depraved it does get and how abusive it gets. What are things that stick out to you? Um, it's the youth that really stick out. You know, there's a oh, tw- fuck. I don't even want to talk about that shit. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, I mean, go ahead. No, but there's, you know, a 12-year-old girl who had, um, who was in our city, um, and she, she, what nobody knew is she'd experienced a, um, post-traumatic, had post-traumatic sex stress from watching um, another family member get raped, 
Oh, my. And that's what kind of sexualized her. Mm-hmm. And so she ran away at 12, and she's she looks older, and she's internet savvy, and so she get she she used um, Meet Me, so she was on the internet, and just used Meet Me, and found a 21 year old dude, told him she was uh, 16, but she's right. 12, and I don't you know. But basically showed enough to be vulnerable, probably. Yeah, right? yeah. And so what that did is that started a spiral for that girl. You know, so she got into therapy when she was 14, or excuse me, at 12. At 14, I was uh, following her to uh, River Falls, Wisconsin. And there was another dude. Again, she had just gotten out. She'd been two weeks out of inpatient therapy since she was 12 for this previous thing. Two weeks later, she's on the Internet. She finds another boy. Um, she gets him to believe that she's over the age, and he's 19. So we go down and we deal with that. I'm going to bring her back. You were following yeah. her two places she yeah. was going? What? Yeah. Well, How we, does that work? You know, as a cop, I, I guess I, I wouldn't think you'd have that right, essentially. I not, not that I'm trying no, to catch No, I don't have any police authority in Wisconsin. Okay, right, right. But, I don't. But right. I, 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 um, Just as a good dude, you're essentially you going there. Yeah, right. we know that you're not going to go down and find a twelve, a 14-year-old girl who you know is getting no, abused no. by. You know. It's amazing. I yeah. mean, it's amazing so that you I was do in, it. I think it's great. I was in some uh, trailer parks and, and, and stuff like that in, in Wisconsin that uh, were gnarly and that's where this girl wanted to be and you know it just becomes from the the fractured past yeah um and then i found her again when she was uh 16 uh, i had to go track her down and found her in a in a uh um in anoka county and and was able to recover her from anoka county the thing that pisses me off so fucking bad is this uh, there's a disconnect someplace, and I don't know what the answer to this is. Yeah, get me. Don't get me wrong. This is too complicated an issue yeah. for my my head. But and child protection, you can put a kid in protective services. Let's say at St. Joe's, um, and their policy is if the kid wants to walk, the kid's going to walk, and they're not going to do anything. To, they're not going to physically restrain them. They're going to just follow them to the curb and make sure they got to the curb. We take a 14 year old with a sexualized past and she wants to walk away and she's got no phone she's got no keys she's got no money and she's got nothing what's the only commodity she has her body right that's the only so all she's right. got is survival sex and so she gets her way <laughs> survival I've sex I've never heard survival sex is a fucking term that's yeah. a, <laughs> fucked up it's insane so that's how she's going with nothing to having a place to stay that night getting cash, getting clothes, that kind of stuff. And that's how she starts bouncing from guy to guy to guy. And and, and she was a tough one to find the last time because, you know, they they, they grow. They, they get smarter every time. Yeah. You, they know how you found them the first time. You know, this girl still doesn't know how I find her. And and so I, I keep that under wraps big time. She just thinks that I show up because the Internet told her. Well, don't I, you right? get frustrated? Like, if you, you find her and you're like, you sh- this, I'm trying to help you, and sh- there's a constant... She keeps doing what she's doing, and you're trying to help her. But she's broke. She's wrecked. She's, she's got wrecked. A se- so it, but yeah, she's got a sexual trauma. And here's the thing that'll piss you off even more. That needs so we need policy change on this type of stuff. Is that the county knows what the problem is? It's a violent, It was a sexualized trauma. Nobody wants to treat um, the psychological issue. Nobody wants to put her in long-term therapy to get to the root cause and get her fixed. But they really will throw money at her drug problem. Like, that's an easy one. They'll just toss that in there. We'll clean her up. Well, wouldn't you want to get high, too, if you just, you know. 
How is the drug like? How is the war on drugs and that sucked up so much money? Like on one hand, we spend so much doing the dumb shit, chasing our tail on it, and then we spend a fuckload to treat it. It's yeah. just amazing yeah. how uh, how wrongheaded we are with it. What what? So this is just a sort of uh, just a question I have with it is: Do you believe a woman with a healthy mind can be a prostitute? Personally, you know, I guess that's uh, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. Uh, you know, I don't say anything's impossible, and I don't right. know. The, I don't know the mind well enough to know that it's not. I just know that the people. You know, I'd love to walk into that utopia and, and say, "Oh yeah, that's that's." The I'm one not right there. saying utopia. <laughs> and by the way, I want to say right now, I have now, a limited vocabulary. Podcast, <laughs> I have never purchased a prostitute. No, I do. I feel like I need nor to say I. that. I have not. Okay. Yeah. No, nor do I. I'm like I'm not interested in it. I'm. I'm well, I mean, maybe a blowjob in the parking here, lot. But here's listen, what would disinterest you immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Okay, so I, I go back to this most recent time where I had to, uh, we had nine girls, and we did a lot of cell phone dumps on it. What do you mean you have nine girls and you do cell phone dumps? What does that mean? Are you uh, a pimp? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, girl. So I've got, um, uh, by way of the nature of their act, to try and get to who brought them there and trafficked them and set them up and things like that. Oftentimes, we we can, I can get probable cause to go into their cell phones and look in what's in their cell phones. So that getting to the point of this, a lot of times I can see their Google searches, and and one of the Google searches I was watching was, how many bumps does it have to be to be herpes? Oh, for fuck's sake! And wow. this, you know, and and. This was a particular operation where I was I was the decoy, so you know I'm not I'm obviously not in a position where we're we're touching anything. Right. Sorry about that, but where we're, we're touching anything. But I keep thinking, man, that's not the first time I've read that in somebody's Google search. You know, it's like uh-huh. you know, like how do how do I stop the itching and how do I this and how do I that? And, and so you realize, you know, you can have all the condoms in the world, but venereal diseases are still out there in mm-hmm. your prostitute population. Oh yeah, and, and one, they need to be treated for it, and, and two. Um, you're going to bring that back to your family. I go back to the, the Johns, and they're going to bring that to their family. And, and uh, you know, by the, well, hopefully when, when we go and do an operation kids, on I mean, the John. out of control. <laughs> when we do operations on the John, we bring, we bring analysts with us, and, 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 and they'll go and they'll figure out exactly who's going to show up. We've got, and oftentimes, I'm looking at, a, I'm looking at, their family, I'm looking at their post on Facebook with them and their family and their kids, knowing exactly who's walking through the door. <clears throat> and uh, and it's it's brutal. You know, there's a thing that, that's, uh, you run an average prostitution thing, and, and in our city, I average um, six to eight arrests when I'm doing just a regular adult prostitution thing. I switch those numbers over to men looking for underage prostitutes under the age of 16, okay. and our numbers go up to 15. These Hold are, on. Let's replay that again. So when they're adults, you're saying the prostitute's 18 or over. Yeah. You get six to eight? Yeah. And, and then, when I flip it around to go after guys who are looking for youth, okay. my numbers go up. They double. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's blown my mind. It used to be the other way. It used to be have, we'd have an inverse relationship. We'd, have, we'd do these things, and, 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 and they would be, you know, six arrests, eight arrests. And then we hit 10 and then all of a sudden it was 15, 15, 15. And so these are, it's growing with time. Like, I mean, this is getting to be yeah, more common. It, yeah. And I can't tell if it's just, we're, we're, um, 
we're getting better at our job and we're right. finding more, or if the you know I can't think the demand is somehow going up. Like in the last year, there's been this explosion in right guys of guys want. who want children. But what what, uh, what is the profile of these guys who you know? Is there a difference between the profile of guys who want adults versus children? I we tend to get more. Um, well, yes, white guys. Yes and no. The, the, you know it's white guys, but yeah. We get. Well, you think about globally now. You think about okay in a global in the global connection where yeah. you've got um, males who are looking or who, are, who it's used to having. Oh shit! You young. and I talked about this pretty yep. So you get a, a lot of Indonesian. Or you get a lot of East Indian males. East Indian males. Yep. So, what is East Indian? So let so garden variety. Um, we every time, every time there's a uh, there's a uh, East Indian male who's an IT professional who is here on his you know H one visa Work or visa, yeah. who is even uh, lives here. Oh, you're going to be very nice to me, right? Yeah, there's a oh, spot on. So many stories, <laughs> so many stories. Well, yeah. please enlighten us because that that really is no, but but that's, these guys don't deserve to be protected. Certainly, no. There's just a lot of crying. A lot of crying really? and then wailing, and then with the wailing, you get, you know, you get the the accent with it, and it becomes its, its own animal. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, yeah. What what is? Uh, oh God, that's gonna be the worst. So, what is your reason why? So, why why do you believe? And we talked about this a little bit, so I kind of know this, but I don't remember it well enough. What what do you believe that segment in the population is looking for children more often? And let's not fucking sugarcoat it. They're children. Yeah, these are intelligent. These are um, mechanically intelligent, brilliant people that get wrapped up into this. And the only I used to think, oh, it must be like arranged marriages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was um, there's an organization called Exodus Road, and they're they're um, sounds like an '80s hair metal band. Right? Yeah. It would be a good Exodus band. Exodus Road, <laughs> yeah. They're an, organiz- they're an organization that takes Americans who are willing to, to go to um, Taiwan and India and places where, where basically child prostitution is rampant, and they're willing to go in and uh, videotape and, and get the evidence to arrest the traffickers in these countries. These countries don't want that trafficking, but there's such a huge population, and there's so right. there's so many... Um, law enforcement officials that are on the take that look the other way when they're, you know when they're telling stories the Exodus Road was about going over to Taiwan and there's um, there's 15 cops that they can trust and if they get caught by if they get caught in one of their stings by a group that isn't there they're done man there's no there's no okay. saving them and so I mean it's really it's courageous work for for these people to go over there but so you know India's tougher because India they're sus- they're they're suspicious of um, you know the white American male yeah. that comes in there they, well they have they, a huge rape problem yeah. there too right yeah. I mean it's just oh, yeah. a male oh. you know so I part of me thinks that that's such a prevalent piece in their culture on the on the real dark side that when they come over um, they go looking for it and it's not hard to find man I mean if you look at Really, you know, if you go look at back, how many? Yeah, you, <laughs> like, like how many child prostitutes are are available in the metro area? 
Oh my goodness. I mean, which is the darkest question that I've ever asked on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. but I, I mean, I am curious, is it like if I had to Where'd guess, go? I would say, uh, 15 or, to, you know, like a small amount. I mean, that, that's a no, way, way too more many. Than 15, way more than 15. It's, it's hard to say because it ranges a little sure. bit by on on the sources that you use. Oftentimes, so backpage limit backpage.com is it's you know it's the it's the obvious place to go when you're looking for escorts yeah. or prostitutes. Um, the government shut down the escort section, so that just moved everybody up to the women seeking men to section. speaking in code or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then we slide down to the massage parlors and they're under their own thing. So it, it's still there. It's just into different yeah. titles now. When you go on there, there's some things that, that we look for that give us an indicator that that might be a younger person. Okay. Um, it has to do with how youthful. Can you say what those cues are or not? I don't, I don't um, want to blow anything up, obviously. I don't want to protect. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, one is either, there's, a, there's an age posting that's a little bit younger than it's, it's either right on the border at 18. Okay. Because they can't post anything under 18, right. obviously. Excuse me. And there's just the way that the ads are crafted. Um, you can you can generally tell childlike writing, kind childlike of? writing, oh, fuck. and a surge of emoticons, um, that kind of stuff. I mean, really, wow. stuff, stuff the way that kids would communicate nowadays, or youthful people would communicate nowadays. And so those are indicators that you can use. And then, you know, we'll just start talking to people. I, I talk to. I talk and text to prostitutes on a regular basis. If I think they're in our city, or I think they're close, or I think they're they're young, uh-huh. um, we'll just reach out and start start a conversation, proposing as Johns, and see if we can figure yeah. out where they're at. So that was my question. That's what I'm curious about. <clears throat> You've done this before, where it's you're you're undercover and you immerse yourself in that in your acting. Kind yeah. of. Do you ever get lost in that, or does that become weird because you are trying you're adapting to this culture? Does that fuck with your head? Do you yeah, big time, big time. You know, it's. It, I, I uh, let's put it this way: I haven't had to pretend to buy a child yet. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these are these are opportunities that are out there. There's organizations that are working that are right now. They're working in Haiti. They're working in Colombia. They're working in Taiwan. They're working in India, where you can. If you know, if you've got the the skill set, you can go over there, be trained up to collect evidence and help work with their those governments to try and get those children, rescue those children. There's amazing. There's fuck. It's the most brilliant work that's being done on the planet uh, to some extent. And there's people who are just are grinding it out. It's a it's a it's a short lifespan. Um, yeah, who could who who could sit around and see that every day no, and, and no. keep going on? You know, but. But yeah, it's going back to like when I do it with adults. It's uh, it's a weird it's a weird place to be. You know, I have a character. Um, I have a whole. Um, yeah, you, you said character. That's what we, we were talking about before. Yeah, you have a character, so you you are acting in. You mean when you go buy prostitutes, you have a, like a character who you play? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, because you you got to have your backstory two three right. layers deep, and um, and then it has to be supported. I mean, I've got. I've got government documentation that I have a whole alias. I have a whole that whole nine yards. I have a whole backstory. I've got okay. Um, so who is that? Who, who I guess we can't, we can't get into. No. That. How often do they say um, like do the whole like are you a cop? Because you have every to time. tell me if you're a cop. Really? Yeah, every time. Do they really? Every, I love it. Every time. Are you affiliated with law enforcement in any way? 
Yeah. So what is? I, I still. Yep. It seems like that. There's no way that that's real. Like right. There's no real. real. Right. Yeah. I can. I can lie through my teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, so then. So then we've all heard the stories, obviously, about. You know, it was probably one story that everyone heard a thousand times, but about the policeman, you know, who got a blowjob, and then as soon as he jizzed, <laughs> he goes, you know, like, no, you're under arrest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what? so what needs to happen in a sting for you to call in the cavalry to where you go, like, okay, that's enough to arrest that person? Um, just a conversation about sex for commerce. Really? Yeah. Just just as long yeah. as you talk yeah. about, hey, what would you do yeah. with this for this? And here's my thing. Um it, it, it's it's my perspective. I you know this is dangerous work. This is dangerous work for my career. It's dangerous work for my family. It, it's yeah. I, I don't want to put myself. I'll lose a case every time before I'll push beyond. I have stages yeah, where I'll safe. push. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm not getting it, I'm not getting it. And if we just have to, if we have to, uh, just stop the operation. Identify yourselves and say, here, here's what we're doing. You need to get out of dodge. You know, we want you. We want to help you. The you will say that is, eventually, kind of like if you run out of a road where it's like, look, she's just not buying it. She's too cagey. She gets it. Yeah. You will drop character almost and go, hey, yep. you know this yep. really? Yeah. I'll use character to get into a room often. Okay. And then I'll just switch it up. What is the typical setup of a sting, if you can say that, or or whatever you can say? Um, it's gotten so it kind of depends. Um, some of the prostituted people are really hinked up on one style or the other. Like some will never go to a hotel room. Some will never go to an apartment. Some will never go to a house. And we okay. use it all. We'll use businesses. We'll use houses. We'll use apartments. We we don't have one methodology. And so it's just, and we don't use one specific service as our way of attracting okay. either or because you just can't, you can't. You can't go to the well that many times and not right. dry out your well. For right? sure. So we just kind of vary it and switch it up. Um, and so, like, the new thing that we're trying to get into is Whisper. I don't even know anything about Whisper yet. But it's <laughs> what a, I got. It's an, it's an app that, that uh, where you can, you know, you can communicate with people who are nearby you. And it's, you know, it's it's a variation of the same apps that are sure. out there. But right. But, it's uh, a new way to do it. Right. Right. So we're... We're playing so, with all this stuff. Do you guys go after? Because so my perspective on it is that law enforcement really pursues low or what you know what I would call low end prostitution a lot, and n- not high end. Do you guys go after two thousand dollar night prostitutes? I was just gonna ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah? yeah. I yeah. mean, does it is it as prevalent? It's a lot more work. It is. It's a lot more Because it's way more whatever you Backstories have to know have name. to be really tight. Okay. Um, we had a couple in our agency that we we did prior to my arrival. And uh, obviously the, the the girls are still working. Well, one of the girls is still working. She's um, – I, I want a conversation with her because she's got an amazing web – like a website. Okay. And it's a WordPress site. I'm pretty sure she does it herself. I'm like, you're just – your website's phenomenal. It's what do you mean? You know, like she's a, like He's saying she's a talented prostitute. <laughs> she's like a great, marketing. <laughs> right. She's like a great blogger. You know, right? Like, yeah. Uh, 
I like her she content. writes great art. Yeah, he yes. likes her content. Yeah. <laughs> and not her physical content. Her, yeah. Oh, her gallery's fine, too. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. okay. But it is. So, but that, that is... My question was going to be like, is she a victim? Like, why is if if someone's struggling with money and like they're gonna, you know, they gotta yeah, is a two thousand dollar night prostitute a victim? Why is she not a victim? Like, it seems like they're less of a victim to me in in everyone's eyes. To me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mean, she's she's paying the bill. She's she's um, you know, it's how are you judging success? Like how are like the well, we have no success? So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for us. No, to I tell. don't know. We don't you know, know what it looks like. Right, just be. You know, she's a the, uh, this this one in particular. She she you know her her specialty is playing the milf character, and she's you know she's got the nice condo, and she's always got like the the great makeup and the nails and the whole nine yards, and everything looks really high end and, and looks really pretty. And if you want to spend an um, an overnight with her, it's going to be. Fifteen grand. If you want to do a weekend, it's three grand. I mean, it's. It, I was just going to ask you, what is the most expensive prostitute that you've ever confirmed around here, or like, what's a common? Is it Jessica Snow? Jessica Snow. <laughs> That's a bit I've got. Yes, it is. Thanks for referencing no, the material on the show. <laughs> I do like that. No, because to um, me, two thousand and eight, that should be the tops. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, it depends. I. Um, I'll do. Well, even in the even in the lower level stuff, if you want to do a two girl for an hour, um, you're going to pay five hundred bucks to six hundred bucks, uh, depending on where you're at. Um, it's kind of funny. I get a little judgy sometimes. I'm like, you know, like yeah, are you really, you you're going to charge you? you're going to charge me three sixty really. And the other girl who was who was just in here is going to be like, you know, like two hundred bucks, and she was going to do way more. Yeah, than, like what's up with that? You know, you what get, is the typical menu? Um. Uh, so you, it's you got you got QVs or quick visits. You got half hour and then you got hour. Are the three basic time frames? Okay. And the prices do really range. So if you want to go, a lot of times quick visits are going to be you know sixty to eighty bucks, and then you go for a half hour is usually going to be one hundred to one twenty something like that, and then hours are you know anywhere from one eighty to. I think 360 is the most anyone's ever charged me. Huh. And the most expensive two girl that um, we've had was like 520. She was mad at me because I saved. <laughs> I think I negotiated. You're five, a good negotiator. 520, and Are she you, she you saw that, negotiate? <laughs> she saw that I had like well I only had 600 with me so she saw I had a little bit more in the tank and she was all pissed you know. <laughs> um, so, but going back to this this point about with uh, like the upper echelon of call like call girls yeah yeah you, you don't they're making money and they're doing it yeah and you think that their level of success that that you see a difference in that do you see them being abused as a, as a kid like you it, it's cliche but the, if we follow it back there's some at some point there was a switch that flipped in that person and they said i'm gonna start having sex for money and then they just got really good at it and got successful at it and desensitized themselves to it, to the fact that this is the means to this ends, and I'm kind of okay with it. But if you roll it all the way back, there's still some switch that trips, uh, you know, like, again, going back to that, that, that little girl, what point in her life did she decide that selling her body for sex was the thing to do? You know, and I keep coming back to that. That's what keeps driving me back. That's, what, that's kind of what overrides some of these other arguments is at what point did that switch over? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about it to myself. At what point would 
But what point did I ever want to be a furniture salesman? (laughs) You know? Fucking rescue me. (laughs) Come help me out. I got a place for you. Jesus Christ. It's the same reasons people go into prostitution. I sell furniture at Slumberland. Yeah. Paying the bills. What else? Oh, this is something I actually want to ask. I read about John School. Yeah, Breaking Freeze John School. Breaking Freeze John School. So this is for guys who buy prostitutes. This is actually, to me, much more even-handed or whatever. If you're going to have victims advocates, yep. you should have John School. Yeah. What is that? So that's where you teach Johns the reality of what they're doing. Right here, yeah. you can tell it. You probably know it better than me. It's where you He's are. probably the fucking professor. I don't know. Uh, no, I'd, I'd actually, I'd love to go through it. I have great I have great connections with, uh, with Breaking Free. There's some great people over there. Um, but John School is this: you you uh, you go sit in a room after you've purchased prostitution, and you're court mandated to be there. You want to you want to be there because you want your sentence reduced, and you sure. want some negotiation power. So it's not the greatest motivator, mm, or it's right. a motivator to be there, but you're you're probably right. not really desiring summer to be school. There. Yeah, and then they bring all these women with horrible life make stories you feel bad. to make yeah. you feel like a, oh, as prostitutes yeah they're 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 women who've been in the life and they come and they no, tell your story so, so you, furniture so they just pull fucking, <laughs> they pull the curtain back you know and it's like oh you weren't paying for college you know it was because you you know so it's 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 and they deserve it they deserve to be they deserve to know that maybe not the girl that they saw was this way but they they but deserve to know what if their wife is like a real bitch <laughs> Hey, the stories the stories are there though. Okay, so there's a guy and it's like you know, he he's he's you know, he's like, Nope, my wife and I we don't have sex anymore. This is my thing. Yeah, it's open. She knows it probably. Yep, I don't have to get involved with anybody. Okay, that's you know, I I understand understand your relationships that way and stuff like that, but you're still Do it in Las Vegas. Yeah, you're still offering you're still this person still had to one of the last details I was on, the girl came in and she went into the bathroom for 10 minutes and she just, you know, she, uh, what was hers? Crack. Yeah. Smoked her crack. Took a huge shit in the toilet. Sure. And well, it's an accelerant. Yeah, it does super it. hot. And then came out. And that was the goose only, was like, goose. and she just, you know, there's been many, many details where you go in and, and every. You know what? That was too much detail. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, we didn't have to hear about that big shit in the toilet. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, well, there's just times when you're like, you know, there's a, there's a, you're in the fucking twilight zone sometimes when right. you're in this stuff, and you're like, and I just hear when I thought I heard, yeah. is that for real? So was that the end? Like you just were, you heard her taking a shit, and you're like, that was, was the end. I'm uncomfortable with that. Uh, no, then we still made the deal when she came back out and and got to the, got to. The, you know, I was thinking to myself, what if I was a real customer? So she's, like, prob- she's probably relieved that you weren't. She'd totally like, this right? weird guy wanted to have sex with me after I shit in the bathroom. You know, it's funny because, you know, there's certain patterns that everybody goes through. And one of the things is, you know, they'll check your room, then they'll check your, and they're, you know, they're usually got their phone on so that they're, they're, there's an open line from them and their promoter or their trafficker, depending on how it's defined. And she goes in the bathroom, totally normal. And then I hear the uh, I hear the bath water running. I'm like, is she gonna take a shower? And then I hear the clink of a seat. You know, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> you just hear the. You know, like, oh no! Like, what if you're the real customer? There's got to be a quality level someplace. Right, right. right. 
Have some. Oh, that's so fucking funny. And that's why legalizing, I think, <laughs> be less did I just make your point for Yes, you I think some, you did. Okay. I think you did. But what, the one question I had was, you were negotiating. You had six hundred dollars, and you were going to give her five twenty. Why didn't you just say, "I've got six hundred? Like you start low for some reason, and she saw your uh, stack. And what's the point of negotiating? Because it's, it's you just need to say yes. So yeah, if you, you agree to a thousand dollars, because that's what he gets off on the sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, oftentimes it's a more complicated web than that. If if I'm decoying, I'm generally not the negotiator. I've got somebody else doing that for me, and then they just tell me the information that hey, this person's coming to the door. They're looking for, you know, you, what you've told them is that you want a two girl special for five hundred twenty bucks. And right. So somebody else has done the negotiations for me, and that just depends on who the team is. It would blow your mind if you saw an actual operation, especially on these, we call them guardian angel operations, the ones where we're going after the guys who are looking for the underage kids. Um, the, the last one that we did um, was kind of like a Super Bowl prep kind of thing, and we've got multiple locations. It's all centrally located, and we're talking to these Johns from one solid location. There's 40 people in this room. Uh, there's live screen. It, it's it, like NASA. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's there's right. cameras everywhere, and you're watching everything. Houston, and, we have a problem. Remember Houston, the porn star? <laughs> Fuck 500 guys. Houston, we have a problem. There's only 499 men here. The title of your DVD will not work. I'm proud of that one. How about this? Do streetwalkers still exist? Yes. Really? Yes, yes. Now, is that still like a downtown Minneapolis kind of thing, would you say? Downtown Lake Street. Yeah, there's some badass. I live on Lake Street. Oh, so that's my there's hood. Some, yeah. What part of Lake? Yeah, me and Tevin live over there. There's some badass pimps that you're, are up hey, there. Hey, you're talking about our neighborhood, bub. Yeah. What do you mean badass what? pimps? Like beat the shit out of your pimps. Like, like old Out school. of the guys? Really? Yeah. yeah. Can you give real... a street between Lake or so, whatever? I mean, do you want to shout out the no. pimp? I'd love to humiliate him. No. No? Okay. I still, uh, I still have a piece of... Him, I'm looking for. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying to think but of the, the spot no, there, on Lake there's, Street. There's old. There's still old school. I would guess Lake Street in Chicago. Yeah. How about? The, I mean, that's what I think as well. But how about this? I live near Lake and 29th, near Lake Hiawatha. So Lake Hiawatha yeah. is shit. Beautiful. Yeah. Look beautiful. No, it's beautiful. <laughs> but then I'm down. But then about been. six blocks down, then it gets nice and whatever. Yeah. Am I? Am I in danger of buying a prostitute? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What uh, kind of cash you got? Well, I got 60 on me now. <laughs> two girls special. But I only do two girls. I have a question. So, uh, no. I, and this yeah. is, are you, it's just a random question, but are you um, conservative or liberal when it comes to politics? He's conservative. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Do you ever watch the movie Jack Reacher? No, I, I'm. Tommy I'm Cruise? Jack yeah. Reacher. <laughs> No, that's where I get all my no, politics. There's a, no, there's a great spot. I tend to be, I tend to be a little bit more conservative, but I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can't, you know, I'll, I, I actually fall pretty fast into, uh, what, you know, you can't be victim centered, you victim oriented, and, and that's deal, what I was gonna say, and that, deal with deal with the advocate population, and not, um, not really have a heart for. For what? The, yeah, that's because that, that's why that's he keeps why his asked. thumb on the John so that he can fucking yeah. be all conservative. <laughs> so. It's it's just like you you have this. Uh, you're you're uh, conservative in the fact that like you you're uh, a guy cheating on his wife with a hooker. He's is, not a guy cheating on his no, wife with a hooker. No, he's saying it's not okay. right. That's he true. said like he doesn't agree with that. I I'm Do the you same agree way. With that? No, I'm yeah, conservative. Okay. But you have liberal principles of these. Uh, yeah. 
people that need help that are victims where I think sometimes people choose what they choose and that's, you can't help them, but you still are trying to help them even though you followed them for years and they're still doing the same thing and you still want to help them. Yeah. What is your view? Yeah. Like what is the change of your view of humanity? You know, do you think like, do you think there's original evil? Here's the thing. I am positive um, on some shit that we see all the time where that's it, man. We don't deserve to be here anymore. Roll it up. Right. Let it go to dust for a while. Let some other shit show up and see if they can get it better. You know, there's, um, it it recently got charged out here in, in Hennepin County. This one I can say because it's public public information is charged and, and there was a news story on it. There's three dudes that are working at a gas station, 7101 in Minnetonka. 14-year-old girl comes in to buy smokes. They're like, hey, you can't buy cigarettes. And then, but if you do this for me, I'll give you cigarettes. Oh, okay, and that started from showing us your boobs, groping, to as, right. it, as it moves on. And the details are outlaid in public documents, but let's say this, in a, in a short amount of time, there's three guys that were all charged with crim sexual assault on a 14-year-old girl and prostitution on a 14-year-old girl because they were giving her cigarettes mm-hmm. to for the, for the act. The store was out an extraordinary amount of money in that short time frame. An extraordinary amount of money. And you're like, holy... Shit. That's what do you mean out out an extraordinary amount of money the, because the amount of fines of, the and amount stuff? Of, no, the amount of theft of cigarettes in that time frame. Wow. Really told the story of how many packs because she would get X amount. She's, so she started playing a game to get cigarettes, or at least they did whatever, yep. and it just and then, went. And then out that of guy gave it to that friend, and then that friend gets involved, and the whole the whole thing progressed. And the and the story is, um, it's it's just you know. I, so this is one of those days where I happened to. Um, the dude lived in my city. One of the one of the three lived in my city, and I was able to do some surveillance, working with another investigator who was his case, did brilliant work. But I just happened to get lucky and follow. Um, I got to put my handcuffs on this guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and there wasn't any gratification in it, and that you know it was just a. It's just a dude, and I just got sad because I'm like, this is. It's like, not like the last dude that you're gonna put him on. No, and this you know, like, roll it up. You know, I'm just I wasn't ready to to. Yeah. You know, I'm like we we fucked this up. We don't get to be here anymore. You know? Wow. We're capable of doing this to other human beings. Yeah. There are more people, and this is this is not my statistic. I heard this on on a podcast that I was listening to, but there's a guy who's doing amazing work. Um, in Colombia and 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 uh, Haiti and things like that, um, quoted the statistic, statistic that there are more people enslaved today, modern day slavery, than there have ever been in the in the past. There's there's 30 million people who are in servitude right now, and of that, it's estimated that six million children are in servitude. There's places in Haiti and in Colombia where you can go to a beach, and if you're an American, you're sitting out there. Somebody's going to offer you anything from nine to 14, 15-year-old kids, boys and girls, whatever you want. And it just blows your mind. Yeah. No, it does. Is that what sticks out to you, the cigarettes thing? Is that what sticks out to you as the worst thing that you've encountered as as a policeman? Um, 
No. Really? Jesus no. fucking Christ. No, there's there's other stuff that you know, it's a it's a dark fucking world and and um What's the darkest? What's on uh, strong? There was strong. Well this is at least this is better because when I was an adult. Okay, so you know, a guy who's who's working at his uh he works at a manufacturing company in our city and, and uh the boss was nice enough to give him a place to stay inside the warehouse while he's while he's working there. So he's uh, so he's trans male, and he posts on Craigslist that he wants to meet um, other couples, or wants to meet couples. Couples show up, and then uh, so he shows up and then gets right into um, scat play and wants to be. What's scat play? Jesus, chill, really? I don't know what scat That's play shit. is. Shit? Shit. That's shit. Shit play. <laughs> never, okay. Definitely never scat? No, I've never, no. Thank you. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Just yeah. me and Carter. Scat play. All right. Well, we'll compare okay. We'll yeah. compare our internet history. And we'll Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Check my browser history. Well, at least, at least Carter, Carter, at least yours is for work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I I that have an agree <laughs> I have an agreement with with uh, <laughs> with IT and HR. Yeah. Do not check. Okay, so <laughs> so yeah, so you all right. Keep going. Trans uh, trans shit party. So yeah. yeah, as a trans dude who liked to to um, shit on people and be shit on, huh? and uh, he he did this in like Calvin, but with poop. And his and his boss was a super nice dude. You know, cutting him a break and giving him a place to stay and stuff like that, and and uh, it, it, was, it was absurd. You know, we 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 um, we go into it. You know, of course he says, "I, I, I know that's not. I have nothing to do with that." And I'm like, "Okay," and he was willing to show me where he stayed and things like that. So I, I kind of walk into his his uh, little abode, which is uh, basically a loft, more like commode, hey, right? And I walk in there, and there's you know, <laughs> he didn't expect company, so there's like you know wigs and scarfs and everything just kind of laying all around and as we're walking through the place he's kind of subtly grabbing them and hiding them you know like you know go do your own thing but it was just the point of it was is that you know it was so it was such a rude awakening for me because I'm naive I was super naive to the fact that one this was a thing I didn't know it was a thing at the time so I had a sharp sharp learning curve and then two you know it's it's right here in the middle of like I say our small little affluent city that you just you know yeah, you don't yeah. like wigs, and, and I don't have a. I guess I don't have a problem with this freak. Everybody's got their own freak, but nah, uh, no, that's a gross one. But that we one, can we can fucking was settle there, on that one. Know? It's disgusting. Yeah. It's shit. <sighs> Shit's one of the grossest substances on earth, and he uses it uh, for sex. So I'm against it. I'm against him. I've never shit on anyone. Republican, Democrat. <laughs> I don't like shit. <laughs> Well, that was a. This has been a great podcast and a really fun one, if I do say so myself. Carter, thank you. My for pleasure. Being our guest. My pleasure. Shell, God, you did a good job. Tevin, one funny comment. Not bad. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> Have a good night. Thanks. All right, that was our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please um, share and rate. And uh, subscribe to our podcast. Please do all those three things. I'm so tired of selling furniture. I need to make money off this. So please do those things. Anything you can do. 
Follow us on Twitter, um, at Gabe Noah Podcast. And if you have any questions, share them on our social media. Or if you have someone who you think should be a guest, hit us up at info at professionconfession.com. So thanks for listening, and uh, please share in all those things. Bye.